I would say that to succeed in this space, you really need to be exposed to different subjects and to different topics. This is the Talent Show, a new podcast series from FT Talent, a hub of innovation from the Financial Times, hosted by under 30s for the under 30s around the world. This first series is in partnership with Bocconi University, a leading higher education institution of business and managerial advancements. I am Virginia Stagni, and this is the guide you need to drive innovation and change. Today, we're focusing on blockchain by talking with an expert who understands how complicated yet fascinating fields such as DeFi, data management systems, and cryptography can intersect. This is for any listener who would like to pursue a career in the growing world of crypto, as a passion for learning about new technologies, or who simply doesn't want to get scammed. Here is our conversation with Francesco Grossetti, professor of blockchain and big data for business decisions at Bocconi University. Ciao Francesco, how are you today? I'm very great. I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure and we cannot wait to hear from you about your area of expertise, your tips for early career professionals and students that might be interested in your field. So Francesco, the first question is about the definition. What does it mean, the blockchain technology? We know that normally it's connected with the cryptocurrencies, but also, unfortunately, with the black side of it, that is scams. I would like you to walk us through the blockchain technology. What does it mean? What it is all about? Over to you, Francesco. Well, first of all, that's a very fair question, but it's also a very complicated one. I would say that to the very core, uh, blockchain technology is basically a system of interconnected computers, I would say, which stores different data, which we call transactions. And the specialty of these type of systems is that each and every computer is not only interconnected, but each and every computer can actually verify that all the information that we put on the system that we call blockchain is indeed correct and there are no sort of logical errors within the information that we put in the system. So overall, it's almost like having sort of different ledgers that records each and every transactions all linked together via a public network like the internet, for example. Thank you so much, Francesco, for this. Why you entered in this space? What makes you exciting about the blockchain technology? Why you are researching this field and why you build your expertise all around it? Right. Uh, so I started working on blockchain technology around five years ago when I was a postdoc. One of the things that really makes the, this technology stand out compared to others is that there's huge potential in what we can do, not just in terms of business applications, but really anything that is related to our common society. Now we can spend time thinking about what kind of applications we can envision or we can visualize for our future. Clearly, one of the main applications that we can think about these days is just trading of assets. So you can think about sending money to, you know, from myself or to you on these type of systems. And let me say that just because you mentioned that before, yes, there is cryptocurrency involved in these systems. And what's really important to understand is that blockchain is the technology that enables cryptocurrencies, but cryptocurrencies is just one of the possible outcomes and potential usage of this technology. 
I can refer to things like provenance of, I don't know, of goods, for example, or tracking of medical records being shared, not just across a country, uh, but also across different countries. So being able to access patient's record uh, very easily and very securely in just in almost real time. Those are the things that we should be probably talking about more with respect to standard trading and cryptocurrencies. Of course. And I think it's really interesting what you're mentioning about data and how intertwined it is with the world of data management, data privacy, and so on. We're seeing the development of also this field from a career perspective. I would be interested on this part for our audience that is mainly younger career professionals around the world that might be interested in the blockchain technology, might have experienced it, might have tested it, and might I want to build a career around it. What is your suggestion? But I think that's one first point. I'd love to have your view. And then secondly, is it really needed to have a technological background? What's your view on that? So again, this is another tough question, but very interesting because I, I get to answer to this type of question, uh, basically to all my students that, that take my course. The answer is not super easy, but I would say that yes, there are definitely lots of uh, you know, possibilities for young people to be on board future careers uh, on these with this technology. I actually had students that switched uh, sort of path along the way after taking the course and interacted with some of the people that are actually working on these uh, in this space. And they opted in to go, you know, full-time, uh, you know, blockchain experts slash developers slash entrepreneurs. As for your second question about skills, the skill set that, you know, would be ideal to have in order to start a career in this space, it's a big question mark. I have students that, that have different backgrounds coming from computer science, but I also have students coming from management, for example. So they know very little about how to run codes or develop codes and stuff. I would say that to succeed in this space, you really need to be exposed to different subjects and to different topics related to both the development of, let's say, more geeky things like codes and smart contracts, but also you have to clearly understand how the business works. And the reason why I'm saying this is because well, this basically links to your initial question about or comment about scams. There is a lot of issues and concerns about what people actually do within the systems. And so being able to have enough knowledge about what you're going to do next in these type of systems is really, really important. Francesco, this point is really interesting, but I would still like to ask you, the people that you've seen maybe from a finance and management background that came into your course and then now, I think quite recently, are looking at a career growth in the blockchain space. Do you have any example that you can share with us of career paths that you found interesting and intriguing from your alumni network? Well, so I have a couple of examples. One is not from the uh, alumni network. So I have a friend of mine who is acting as a guest speaker in one of my lectures and he's actually a developer. He's head of engineering, one of these blockchain-based companies. It's an hedge fund company. And he is a dropout of uh, computer science. So one message is, and I don't want to sound too bad about this, but really I have, and I'm working with people that are actually dropouts out of college. And they were able to succeed pretty dramatically in this space. On the other side, I do have a couple of alumni who were hired just recently 
by one of these startups based in Switzerland. They are now working full-time as either hedge fund managers or blockchain developers in Switzerland. So I would say, you know, you have lots of different cases. You just uh, mentioned Switzerland, and I cannot avoid thinking about finance and the banking system from a traditional standpoint. And of course, if I connect it with blockchain, I think most of our listeners are definitely going to realize it's connected with the concept of decentralized finance. With decentralization, decentralized finance offers basically financial instruments without relying on the traditional business. This can be banks, brokers, etc. This is something that, you know, we talk quite a lot here at FT. From your perspective, what are the opportunities in this space? And also, what we should be careful about when we are entering in this? Of course, you know, I believe full of opportunities space when it comes to investments but also full of scams. What is your view on that? And let's walk step by step into this very complicated world. Right. This is really, really, really hard. I'll try to be as coincise as possible. So let's try to start very quickly about spending two cents on what is DeFi or decentralized finance. Uh, so you can think about DeFi as you know financial operations, but instead of taking place in standard systems that we all know, because we've probably been using those systems in the past, they only took place and they're only eligible when they take place in decentralized systems. Of course, a decentralized system is the blockchain, uh, clearly. And so you can only sort of work on DeFi and interact with these type of things once you are fully on board a blockchain system. Now, what you can do you know, with these protocols where there are several things that you can do. I would say the easiest thing that you can think about doing would be just borrowing money, borrowing slash lending money to, I don't know, another individual, for example, or to a firm potentially. There are other things that you cannot do within the context of standard financial systems, which are called flash loans, for example. The flash loan is an example of something that is really, really complicated to understand and grasp, but it's basically the ability of asking money, meaning borrowing money, doing something with that money that you just borrowed, and then repay the debt in just one single transaction occurring on the blockchain. So of course, I'm referring to the concept of smart contracts, which really plays a major role in today's distributed system. So again, It is not just about cryptocurrency. It is about something that's way wider than just, you know, exchanging tokens. So I would say that this is just to give you a, a scratch to the surface of what you can do. On the other side, as we all mentioned before, you have to be really smart to be on board of these systems. And you have to really know what you want to do and what the potentials of the technology and the procedures you're using are. And what are the rules of the game, basically? So again, there are people that are investing and making, making a lot of money. There are many more people that are trying to invest, pretending to make more money. They're not, and they're actually incurring huge losses. Do you need to have a techie background to better understand how blockchain works? Or is just a tool, is just a different platform where you can enable some of the bit more traditional financial mechanisms that you see in Wall Street? 
Well, I will answer with a very simple statement. Knowledge makes you rich. You can define rich whichever way you want, but I truly believe and stand behind the statement. So the more knowledge you have, the better. So if the question is, uh, you know, would you need uh, some kind of technical background to better grasp how this technology works? My answer is yes, of course. Do you need to be a computer scientist to understand or I don't know, like a cryptographer to understand how the whole system works? Of course not. Would it be better to have some kind of understanding along these lines? I would say most definitely yes. And the reason being that it is true, as you were saying before, there is a huge barrier at the entry point when you want to deal and interact with these type of systems. And so knowing how they work and how they function and what the rules are, which can be very different and very unexpected in comparison to traditional systems, I think that really pays off. At least this is what I see also with my students. They really want to understand and know what's behind buzzwords like smart contracts. And just to be clear, smart contracts are not smart at all. They're just, they're just automated by computers. In one sentence, any other advice you would really care to share with younger people thinking about a career involving blockchain? I would say the following. If you wake up in the morning and you... One of the first things that you can think about is, let me just say blockchain in general, or I don't know, be an entrepreneur in the context of blockchain. And then this sort of thought keeps you, uh, you know, poking throughout the day and throughout the days and throughout the weeks. And, and then you, you, you're attending courses, uh, for example, here at Bocconi, uh, which you know, talk about completely different things and you still thinking about, you know, that kind of initial thought, that is a good trigger that something, something is really, you know, uh, is really in you. And so that would be the initial step for you to take action and do something about it. Otherwise, the thought will just, you know, linger there over and over again, and then it will bother you. And, and I don't like to be bothered by my own thoughts. I usually, uh, you know, uh, listen to them and I usually try to support uh, my thoughts and by providing answers. And in my case, the way I do this is to, you know, write papers, scientific papers. In the case of a young 20 years, uh, you know, years old student that is willing to be uh, in this world as an entrepreneur means to go in the field and start something for real. A very pragmatic and proactive approach. Study, read, but at the same time, take actions. And if you have a lingering thought about a specific piece of a technology or something that you think you can innovate, improve, or rethink, there is definitely space in the blockchain technology for innovations. Maybe that's a good step and a good journey to start off your entrepreneurial career. So thank you so much for this. What makes this show a bit different is that you have a challenger's question. So younger students, early career professionals coming to the show to ask to our experts their own questions. So for you, Francesco, we have two challengers, Alicia and Jersey, that do have these questions for you. Alicia, go ahead. Hello, my name is Alicia Mritzing. I was a participant of the Financial Time Talent Challenge in 2022, and I am more than happy to explore blockchain technologies with Professor Francesco Grassetti in this amazing podcast. 
I am Polish and Punjabi, and as I was born in Italy, but currently living in South Korea, I consider myself as a citizen of the world. I am currently in my last year of university, and I am conducting research for my thesis in Seoul. My question to Professor Francesco Grossetti is, how will the rise and increasing market share of blockchain technology affect social media platforms' business models as decentralization and data ownership will take over centralized systems? How can the right to be forgotten be enforced within such a digital market based on immutability and interoperability? Thank you so much for sharing. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks, uh, Alicia. These are very interesting questions, and I think these are very central questions when we talk about new technology, and particularly blockchain. So I want to mention something that is, again, another trending uh, word on Google, which is Web3. Web3 ideally should be a way for us to basically possess our own data that are spread all across the internet again. And this is something that is slightly different with respect to the standard web that we have today. And so to answer your question about, you know, how blockchain technology will affect social media platforms, I think that they will have to be really, really on board uh, if something that like Web3 will actually kick in and will be something for real, you know, would be something that we can interact with on a daily basis. As far as I am concerned these days, there is no such thing. So when you interact with social media, you are basically pledging to them and say, okay, I trust you as an entity and I, whatever I do on your platform at the end of the day will be stored in your own servers and there's nothing I can do about it. Do I like this? No, I don't like it. And I would really like to have a way to regulate and, and interact with you know, everything I do on the web, including data that is basically given to these platforms, which basically leads to the second part of your question, which is related to the right to be forgotten. So I'm not sure I can provide a full answer to that because if we talk about distributed systems in the form of blockchain, it is true that they are immutable. So once you add uh, any bit of information to them, you can't just really get rid of it. Uh, I mean, you can't get rid of it, but if you scroll down the history of all the transactions, you will see the initial bit of information being there. So I think we'll have, it's a technological problem. It's a technological challenge, which we need to overcome. And I think that if we all work in such a way to have shared systems, which are regulated all across the board, then we will be able to have, again, things like right to be forgotten in such a way that it really works and it does not stay in the hands of big players that are on the web. Thank you so much, Francesco. The second question is from Jersey. Hello, my name is Jerzy Ruzicki. I participated in the 2021 edition of the Financial Times Talent Challenge. I'm from Warsaw, but currently living and studying in Milan. I spent the past two years pursuing my bachelor's degree at Bocconi University. My question to Professor Francesco Grossetti is the following. Given its potential for superior security, what are the possible future implementations of blockchain that will disrupt our everyday life? Thanks, and looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks, uh, Jersey, for the question. There are different routes that you can go uh, when you think about future implementations of blockchain. For sure, there are two things that pop in my head. One is superior security, as you mentioned. Yes, it is true that the blockchain systems are secure. And so ideally, 
if you enforce their usage, sort of common practices, then you can really think about having very secure systems that are basically unbreachable, or it would take like an infinite amount of time to breach them. So you wouldn't do that. And the second thing is very linked to the first one. Once you have very secure systems, you can think about entrusting them, if you want, with very sensitive data. So I mentioned in the conversation before uh, patient records. So everything that is related to health record of your own being, uh, your family and friends and so on. You can think about having systems that provide full coverage of all your medical history all across the board and cross country also with you know with the ability of being within a very secure system francesco grossetti thank you very much for being with us we can't wait actually to hear all the feedback that our listeners are gonna give about this very intriguing episode about blockchain technology i hope you learned as much as i did thanks to francesco expertise and insights tune in to the next episodes coming out in a few days thank you again francesco for being with us and thank you to bocconi university this was amazing thank you all If you're a listener of Italian Show, I bet you're quite interested in the world of work and in understanding trends that are shaking up workplaces worldwide today. I recommend you to check out Working It, the FT's workplace podcast and newsletter. Join our friend and host Isabel Berwick every Wednesday for understanding the big ideas shaping work today and the old habits we need to leave behind. Tune in, subscribe and follow. This has been The Talent Show, which is produced by the FT Talent Team, Aya Al-Shihabi, Noor Hafez, and me, Virginia Stagni. Our podcast producer is Todd Van Luling. Our editor and sound engineer is Arturo Ochoa. Our video producer is Enrique Zecca. And our social media producer is Letizia Clementi. Our music is by Dennis Kishuk. Check out all of the Talent Show episodes at fttalent.ft.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow FT Talent on socials for updates. Until next time and keep listening.